Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah tonight, Jeremiah chapter number 6, and uh, there, there is no peace like the peace of knowing the Lord is your personal Savior. Uh, don't take that for granted, and uh, you know, the Lord could still come back in 2018. I uh, hope you're ready for Him, and if He does tarry His coming, He could come back in 2019, and uh, that would be all right with me. And we look forward to his return. While you're turning there, I failed to mention a while ago, uh, I've, we've been uh, selling our, our publications ministry, uh, did this printing for Pastor Stephen Becker. It's uh, entitled, One Great Truth for Your Daily Walk. And uh, there's 665 Bible truths for every day of the year. Let me encourage you, uh, the new year is coming. And I want you to be faithful in your Bible reading, uh, faithful in your personal time with God. On our bulletin, as, as you know, is a daily Bible reading schedule. It's on our website. Uh, if you have your own, that's fine too. But I want you to uh, get in the Word of God. This is a supplement to that. Uh, I don't want to provide you a devotional so you can read a devotional and not read the Bible. Uh, it kind of defeats the purpose. But there is two or three of these left. That's all we have left. And with the first coming, uh, you could start right on uh, January uh, January 1. And I would encourage you, I believe they're $15. I'm not certain about that. Uh, but they'll be available in the back if, if you'd like to get uh, one of those. There's just a couple left. Jeremiah chapter number 6. And, of course, this is the last Sunday uh, of uh, this year. And uh, so uh, this time of year, I like to look ahead and to next year. It kind of uh, set us on course to what I believe the Lord has for us in the new year. This year, on top of that at this time, we have a move coming. Uh, we have a relocation coming. We have some exciting things coming, and I hope that you are excited about it. Uh, if not, uh, I don't know what will get you excited, but I'm looking forward to that. And so uh, the new location, uh, new, new, new opportunities, um, I, I just want to take this evening and kind of spell out some things. I mentioned to you Wednesday night what I'd be preaching on tonight, and uh, just to remind us not only where we're going where we've been, and to keep, that's how you know you're on the right track, if you can look back and see where you've been, and if you're on the same path, you're on the same road, you're in the right spot. Uh, I, I still believe the Bible is true in this day we live in. I don't have any doubts about it. I have, I have no qualms about saying I believe every word of this book, I believe it is inspired, I believe it is uh, preserved, I believe it is the very words of God. Uh, you say, if Jesus was here today, what would he say? What he's already said is exactly what he would say today. I believe the word of God. I believe we should depend on the word of God. Every marriage ought to build their, every, every couple ought to build their marriage on the Bible. Uh, it's hard enough to stay married. With the Bible. I'm waiting to see who says amen to that, but i set you up there. Uh, you got to build your home on the Word of God. Uh, so many of our, our, I see our young children and so many of them in the service tonight and uh, so many that are expecting children. Uh, you've got to have God's help. You've got to have God's help. I still believe the Word of God. I still believe it's true. I am not pessimistic about being an independent fundamental Baptist. I'm not. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not pessimistic about it at all. Uh, matter of fact, I, I'm excited about it. I'm not discouraged about it. I'm excited about it. Why? Because I'm a Bible believer. And uh, so I just want to uh, touch on a few things tonight that will remind us uh, with a new location doesn't mean new beliefs are coming. 
uh, with a new location doesn't mean uh, new, new methods are coming. Uh, it's the same thing uh, we've always had. And so uh, I want you to read one verse of Scripture tonight, Jeremiah chapter number 6. Uh, verse 16, if you know much about the book of Jeremiah, the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah, uh, he had a call on his life that, to be quite honest, uh, I, I don't want it on my life. Uh, and it's not just to be a preacher, but God told him, I want you to preach. Nobody's ever going to pay any attention to you. Come to think of it, sometimes I do feel like <laughs> Jeremiah. Uh, nobody's going to pay attention to you. You're not going to have one convert. You're not going to have that. You're going to, you're going to preach that you better turn to the nation. You better turn back towards God, and nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to pay attention. But the book of Jeremiah is full of wonderful truths uh, for you and I to look to. Uh, verse number 16 Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Very clear verse of Scripture. But the Lord said, there's the old path to walk in. And we have this nation, we have this these group of rebels. They said, we will not walk therein. Friend, I want to speak tonight on this subject, the road ahead for Emmanuel Baptist Church. What's ahead for the Emmanuel Baptist Church? What's on the road ahead for the Emmanuel Baptist Church? I trust that uh, the message tonight uh, will answer that question. Father, I pray that uh, you'll help us during this time. Father, I pray that uh, the Word of God will speak to us. I pray the Holy Spirit of God uh, would speak to us tonight, be our teacher. Father, I pray that as a church we would uh, be reminded of the good things that you've done for us. We'd be reminded of the opportunities ahead of us. Father, I pray we'll also be reminded that we have a responsibility. Uh, there's not a whole lot of responsibility in the wilderness, but there is expectation uh, once we uh, find the opportunity that you have for us. And Father, I pray that we'll be uh, willing to grow and uh, expand uh, our faith uh, in the days ahead. I pray tonight if there's one here... Uh, who've never trusted Christ as their Savior, they're uncertain of their eternity. I pray that uh, their heart would be convicted tonight and they'd call on the name of the Lord Jesus before the service is concluded. We ask that you bless our time together, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oftentimes, um, many will try and give uh, their opinion or they'll try and give uh, their take, if you will, on where the Baptist movement is heading. Uh, some will uh, cast their criticisms. Some will, uh, I think, sometimes with good intention, try and uh, answer things for, for everyone. But one thing I love about being an independent Baptist is that we're just that. We're an independent Baptist. Many do not understand our position. It's simply just, it's a Bible position. I get asked often, Pastor, what, what I do business in town, and what is it that y'all believe? Because they hear so many things, because Baptists are against everything. We're even against breathing. I mean, and we're, we're against everything. I just simply answer it like this. We believe the Bible. If God's for it, we're for it. If God's against it, we're supposed to be against it. Uh, we want to believe the Bible. Tonight, I want us to talk about the road ahead for Emmanuel Baptist Church. Tonight, 
I cannot see the future. Uh, this time last year, we had no idea what God was going to do in our midst. Not just with the direction, uh, but we didn't know that sickness was going to come. We didn't know that cancer was going to come. We didn't know that uh, trials were going to come in the lives of so many of our members. Uh, we didn't know that. We couldn't foresee that. We couldn't anticipate that. And there's a reason why God does not let us see all of those things because we would not have the strength to continue on if God let us see everything that was coming. We had no idea that tonight I, 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 I look forward to 2019 with great optimism, uh, with, with great excitement. But, but I also am aware that in 2019 for, for somebody there's coming some heartache. For someone there's coming some difficulty. For someone there is coming a, a phone call from a doctor, coming a, a phone call from someone they didn't anticipate. That's just the nature of life. The book of Ecclesiastes is very clear that that is what life brings about. I'm aware of that. But one thing that, that, that we can be sure of is the direction of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. There is a security in having a church that is firmly rooted in the Word of God. We have a responsibility, if the Lord were to come back tonight, we have a responsibility individually, first of all, to make sure that we are saved and on our way to heaven. But if He were to come back tonight, for us to make sure that our heart is right with Him, our heart is in fellowship with Him. As a church, we have a responsibility. I have no intention of just holding down the fort. I want to advance the cause of Christ. I want to push forward with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and there's a couple of things that we have to battle in this world we live in today. We have to battle the culture. The culture is heading in the wrong direction. Uh, we say, well, this got legalized or that got legalized. Well, I read my Bible and God hasn't changed His mind. Uh, it doesn't matter what man says. All that matters is what God says. I still believe that I didn't come from a monkey. I believe there's a Creator who created all things. And uh, sometimes the, these evolution, the self-proclaimed evolutionists will say, well, well you, you, just, you just believe it. It's easy for you just to say somebody created things. Somebody who believes that whole lot of something came out of nothing and we all ended up here, they've got much greater faith than I have. I believe in a God who is, who is above all things. And I still believe that, that, that God created all things. I, I, I still believe that marriage is a man married to a woman. I still believe that. I still believe in the sanctity of marriage. I still believe in the home. I, I'm not going to bow to the culture. Parents, don't give in to the culture. It doesn't matter uh, what the Disney Channel puts out there. It doesn't matter what anybody else puts out there. Don't give in to the culture. What does the Bible say? I'm a very simple man. What does the Bible say? It's really not complicated. What does the Bible say? Uh, we, we need to not give in to the culture. Uh, we, we can't give in to the cults. Well, Jacksonville is a, is a quickly a changing city. Uh, anybody seen any construction going on anywhere? Or should I say everywhere? Uh, it's a growing city. There's a lot of wonderful things about our city, but I, I would, I would, I, if you pay attention, and I've been paying attention... Uh, there's this kind of church that pops up, this kind of church that pops up, this kind of church that pops up. And I'm glad we live in a country uh, where we have the freedom of religion. 
And I, will, I would fight for that freedom of religion, but it does not change the fact that there's only one way to heaven. We want to, this, this narrative is pushed that any way you think you're going to get there is fine. The Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. How many of you are saved tonight on your way to heaven? You got there by trusting Jesus. If you trust in the church, you're not going. If you're trusting your own good works, you're not going. It's trusting Jesus. I still believe that in spite of what the culture might say, in spite of what some other system of beliefs might say, I still believe the Word of God uh, that there is one way to heaven. Uh, we are a, a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. I still believe in holiness and separation. Uh, if, if our critics want to condemn us because there are certain things that we won't do, so be it. But I believe that a, that, that, that a child of God should live a life that is honoring to God. That pleases Him. Uh, this is a, a very, I may be oversimplifying it with this illustration, uh, but if you want to get a raise at work, please the boss. Do a good enough job to please the boss. If I want my God to be pleased with me and He's so much higher than some place of employment, I want to live to please Him. I want to live to honor Him. Nowhere in the Scripture will we find that we're supposed to live to honor ourselves. Well, I just, it's my life. I just want to make me happy. Oh, God gave you that life. God, you know who keeps you breathing right now? God does. I was... I gave somebody a ride home from church today, and we were talking about uh, different. Somehow we got on health and these certain things, and and um, and y'all remember, you know, Brother Jim helped me a lot finding out that that jogging causes cancer. Y'all remember that story I told? I still I still believe it. But we got on the subject and said, I've known people to, 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 to eat whatever they would eat is unhealthy. I know what it was. We passed crystal, and we got on the subject of unhealthy eating. The two, the two go together. Uh, it tastes good, but it, uh, anyway. Uh, uh, I've known people who have eaten unhealthy, they've done all these things, and they live to be 110. And I've known people who have eaten healthy, and, and, and they have exercise, and they drop dead of a heart attack. Explain that. God. It is appointed unto man once to die. God knows that appointment. Now, I'm not advocating that you go and live an unhealthy life. It's more fun, but I'm not necessarily advocating that you do that. You know, and we all, let's just take a time out for a minute. Y'all know lettuce got recalled. Y'all did hear that? You vegetarian salad eaters, you do know that lettuce got recalled. Lettuce is killing people. <laughs> Bacon hadn't killed nobody. Can I get a witness? Okay. That's as alive in church as some of you have been. The point I'm making is this. There's a God who's above us in control of all things. We should live to please Him. I still believe in holiness and separation. I still believe in the old hymns of the faith. We look at our text tonight, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways. I've got one life. 
same number that you have. You have one life. We can never live this day again. One day we're going to stand before our Creator. and We're going to give an account of our life. What did we do with the life that God has given us? And the older we get, we realize the most valuable thing we have is time. Because the older we get, we understand we have less and less of it. There's nothing we can do to get a day back. I have one life. This church has one opportunity to do all that we can do for God. So it's important that we understand, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways. I want to go the way that is going to give me the opportunity to do the most with my life, not for myself, but for my God. As the pastor of this church, I want to lead this church in the way that God would have us to go, in the way of the Scripture, so that we collectively, as well as individually, have an opportunity to do more for God than we ever could any other way. And the Scripture reminds us, Jeremiah is, 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 is being the voice piece for God. He says, standing in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Now, I mentioned the title of the message tonight is The Road Ahead for Emmanuel Baptist Church. And I just want to mention some things about that road, the direction of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Let me first of all say it's an old road. Psalms 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. How old is the road that we are on as an old-fashioned, independent Baptist church is as old as the Scripture itself. It's an old road. See, we in our beliefs, we can be traced back not to a man who started a church. We can be traced back to Jesus Christ himself. It is an old road. Uh, this nation was built on the old black book. Uh, this nation was built in a reverence to God. It is an old road. Can I say that old road is a good road? Well, I had you raise your hand just a moment ago. Those of you, you know you're saved and hands just went up all over the building. Well, it was on that old road that somebody preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and somebody was faithful to say, if you die in your sins, you're going to spend eternity in a devil's hell. And the only solution is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you remember that moment, whether it's in a church service like this or somebody stopped by your house and opened the Word of God and you said, I want to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the old road of salvation. One way to heaven. It's an old road. I'm not interested in the new way of doing things. Let's look at our own country. The further we get away from how our, our founders intended it, the worse off we get the worse we get. But we're so smart, we can't even figure that out. It, it's, the, it's the old road that we must stay on. Let me say number two, and I move quickly. Say it's a proven road. Preaching works. Say, Pastor, are you going to change your preaching when we move and new? I'm going to change it some. I, I, I've been preaching too short from what I hear, so I'm going I'm to preach a little bit longer. I had a preacher not too long ago heard me preach, and he's told me, he says, oh, I enjoyed your preaching. He said, for you to get all that in and, and, and spend that much of time is, well, you've got a talent for, for talking that long. It's like, well, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> Bible preaching works. 
It works. In this day we live in, there's such a dearth of it that we've got to do more and more of it. Uh, it's a proven, the preach, preaching works. You realize soul winning still works? I still don't see anything wrong with asking somebody, are you 100% sure you're on your way to heaven? You know, I've never had a saved person get offended with me on that. I've never had somebody saved get offended because they know I'm on my way to heaven. I can tell you how I got saved. Even if we're not doing everything we're supposed to do, our mind can go back to the place we got saved. Soul winning and telling others about the gospel, it still works. It's been proven. It is a proven road. You know, holiness still works. You know, Christians, I, I think we have a grasp of this. But I want to remind us tonight, this world is a hurting place. This world is full of sorrow. I think of the, the examples I've already mentioned of how uh, God has used us to be a blessing to not just church members but others in prayer. And when you think about those who go through something you think about those who, who they have a cancer diagnosis and they have nobody to help them. Think of somebody who faces tragedy and they have no church to fall on. They have no God that they have a personal relationship to. They have, they have nowhere to go. Uh, as you know, my, my wife and I, we lost our second child. Amanda uh, passed away uh, when she was eight and a half months of age. And it was a very eye-opening experience to me to, to see how many people lose a child. The divorce rate itself is, 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 is 50%, but then those that have lost a child, it doubles again simply because that, that, is, that, that statistically, would, people would say that's the worst thing that could happen to, to, a, to a parent is for them to lose a child, and they have no God to depend on, they have nobody to pray for them, and then they just don't know how to handle it. This world is a hurting place. Do you know what this world needs? This world needs a Christian to live like a Christian, look like a Christian. Because you know what the average person says? They see, a, they see somebody who says they're a Christian. I went to church on Sunday, and then they see no change in them. And then they look in the next cubicle, or they look and see somebody in conversation, or they get together as a family, they see no change, and they say, I'm in the same boat as you are. Why would I want the God that you have? Holiness still works. Holiness is not us abstaining from any things of this world so that we can look down our nose at people and say, I am better than you. Can I remind all of us, it doesn't matter what you do or don't do, all of us deserve to burn in hell, but for the grace of God. But we do abstain, we do become, we do want to pull away so that we can become more like our Savior. More like Him. It is a proven road. Many new Christians this year. Many added to the church this year. Uh, let me just encourage you. Uh, stay on the Bible road. It, it, it's an old road, but it's a proven road. It's an old road, but it still works. I believe our children can still be clean and pure and kept from this world, but it's got to be the old proven road and, and rearing our children on the Word of God. That is what will sustain us. I, I believe that's, I believe that's the, the, the secret to a marriage is having God in the midst of it. I believe, say, well, our marriage has been horrible. And 
what do I do? We got to get God involved. We're struggling to get God involved. And I understand that it takes two people to want to resolve a situation. But the point I'm making, uh, you can fall in love as a young couple as so many of you are. And let me just say reality is coming. But you can fall in love as a young couple as so many uh, have in recent days and the marriages and more marriages to come and things. And How are you going to be sustained? It's the old road. It's the proven road. You've got to have the help of God. Well, it's an old road and it's a proven road. It's a compassionate road. Because we do take a stand against sin. Because as a preacher, that I will preach and give warnings against the things of this world that will destroy your life. I have a responsibility to the young adults, to the young people, to the old as well, to warn that sin will take you down a path. It'll take everything good from you, and then it'll dump you. Boy, the things that this world entices, the pleasures, they're pleasurable, but for a season. Then it's over. Oh, we stand against things, and I have a responsibility to say is don't go down that path, don't go down that road. But friend, it comes from a heart of compassion because there's a God of compassion that He understands what sin will do to the life of the individual. And the last thing He wants is a shattered life. The last thing He wants is, 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 is somebody to spend all that they have that is good on the things of this world to be left with nothing. And friend, I will tell you, I've told some I love you so much that I'll stand in your way. I'll become your enemy. I'll tell you the truth of the Word of God so that you won't ruin your life, so that you won't give up your future, so that you won't uh, 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 flush away all that God has given you that you can use to His honor and glory. It's a compassionate road. Often we, it's said about churches like ours, we need to get with the times. We're dinosaurs. And then I look at the times and I say, why, why, why would we want to get with that? Uh, we don't ever see any converts, don't ever see any answers to prayer. It's like you're having a nice little party, but it doesn't seem like, spiritually speaking, anything happens. It, it's the churches that preach the truth that are the true compassionate churches. The most compassionate thing I can do as a Christian is to tell somebody who is without Christ that because you're a sinner, you're going to die and go to hell. Except you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. The most compassionate thing I can ever preach is that there is a Savior who came to this world as we had just celebrated Christmas and He came with a purpose not to be born in a manger but to be go to an old rugged cross and take upon Him the sins of all mankind and pay the sin debt. And except we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to die without salvation, we're going to die without Him, and we'll have to spend an eternity paying for our own sins. That's the most compassionate message this preacher could ever preach. But sometimes, well, that's harsh. Well, that, that's, people don't want to hear that. There's, if you had the cure to cancer, would you hold on to it? Well, you're pointing out the fact that they have cancer. Well, I think the cure would be what interests them. And friend, I don't have a cure to our sin nature, but I do know who the cure 
to our sin is. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who paid our sin debt. It's a compassionate thing. I believe in feeding the hungry. I believe in good works. That's not the most compassionate thing you can do for your fellow man. The most compassionate thing you can do is to be a gospel witness to them. The most compassionate thing you can do is tell them they have a God who loves them. And he loves them so much he sent his son to pay their sin debt. All they have to, I can't think of anything more compassionate than that. It's a compassionate road. Friend, we're staying on the compassionate road. That's why it's important to stay on the old road. That's why it's important to stay on the proven road. Because it is a compassionate road road. Hey, and let me just interject this. Hey, kids, listen to your mom and dad when they say, no, you're not doing that. Let me say that again. You're not going there. Stay away from that. Well, they just don't want me to have any fun. No, they've lived a little longer than you. They don't want some of the same mistakes being repeated. They've seen that what this world would do. They want you to be, to be kept away from it. And might I ask, add to that? Listen to your pastor. When he says you don't want to go that way, you say, "Well, well, you're you're not you're not even you're not you're not you're not very old." Let me say that again: you're not very old. <laughs> One more time: you're not very old. And sometimes, you know, and I do pastor people who are older than me. Seventy-five percent of the congregation. <laughs> is older than me. And I know sometimes they look and say, you haven't lived long enough to know that. Oh, but can I tell you, I've seen them sit across the table from me and shed the tears of regret and shed the tears of sorrow and say, I wish I could go back. And what that, that, that impresses upon me is I, I, out of compassion, I've got to be bolder in my message. Out of compassion, I've got to proclaim the truth and, and wave it from the, from the, from the uh, top of the, the flagpole. Hey, don't go down the road of sin and enticement. Stay away from it because there's nothing but death and destruction. It is an old Bible road. It is a proven road, but it's a compassionate road. Well, we've always got to be a church that has enough compassion that will help anybody, whether they can help us or not. Friend, I, I just want to remind you that we're not going to have any, I'll use the word competition, going to the poor neighborhoods to tell them that Jesus loves them. We're not going to have any competition. As many of you experienced today going down to the nursing homes, those people who have been forgotten, those people who are who are living out their final days and telling them that God loves them. And not only does God love them, that we love them. we got to be willing to help anybody and everybody who has a need and be willing to, to help every creature. And that's why I'll preach out of love and compassion. Don't go give yourself to this world. But if you don't listen and you don't heed and you do and you get to that old pig pen and you've spent everything that you have as the prodigal did, I want you to know you got a pastor who'll say, come on back. Come on back. I'll help you. I'll, be, I'll help restore you. And that's the kind of church that we're going to be. It's a compassionate road. And finally, let me say, aren't you proud of me? I'm moving quickly. It's a necessary road. I'm not going to say it's the easiest road. But it's the right road.
It's a necessary road. One of the joys of pastoring this church is this is the church I grew up in. Uh, Y'all know the history. My dad pastored this church 32 years before I did. We moved here. I was six years of age when we moved here for him to be the pastor. I grew up here. I'm a graduate of Berean Christian Academy. There's a lot of joy I have in pastoring. You know how rare that is to pastor the, the church you grew up in? One, either the people remember what you were as a kid, or let's flip that coin around. You remember as a kid what the people were like. Oh, what a joy and what an honor it is. I have great joy in pastoring this church. Well, I like it because now some of my teachers, I'm their pastor. I'm their boss now. Matter of fact, Mrs. Triplett, go stand outside the tent. Uh, there, there she is. Uh, what a joy. I serve with people I, I grew up with. Uh, it's a joy to see generations. That's why it's necessary. You think, of, you think of our own history of our own nation. Each generation's got to fight for their own freedom, or our nation will cease to be free. You can look back on history, and I would encourage you to do that once in a while as an American. You look back and you see each generation fighting for freedom. Every ge- the generation that will not fight for their freedom, freedom ends for all future generations. That's just the, that's just the fact of the matter. But the same is true in the life of a church. The generation that says we want to get off of the old road, the old proven road, for a wider road, for a well-paved road, for an easier road to walk on, what they are doing is they're changing the course of direction for the generations that come behind them. For you and I must stay on that old road, the old paths, as the Scripture speaks of it, the old Bible way. We must walk in that way because it is necessary for the generations that come behind us. I don't want to die with this last generation of this church of knowing that there is a God who loves them and there's a God who is above all things. There's a God who will save their soul as soon as they put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want it to end with your children. I don't want it to end with my children. I don't want it to end with our grandchildren. I want to go on for generation and generation and generation. I want there to be a people that know there is a God in heaven. He is real. He is on His throne. And He will do great things for His people. It's a necessary road. There's generations that come. I think of the principle in the book of 2 Timothy that we spent some time on this past year. A faithful man to faithful man. How do we have the Word of God? How do we have the truth of Scripture? Well, a faithful man passes it on to a faithful man. A parent passes it on to a child. A pastor passes it on to the next generation. Well, it, it is a necessary thing for us to propagate. Uh, Baptist history is, is a very sobering thing if you study it. There are Christians who died 
because they would not recant that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. There are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Christians who died because they would not sprinkle their baby as the church directed them to because they did not believe it was scriptural. And we want to choose an easier road. How irresponsible it is of us. I'll use the parallel with our country. Uh, our country is a very divided nation right now. And, and I, I very rarely mention anything politically. Um, Trump's not what has us divided. There's good and there's evil. If, if you don't know which side abortion's on, let me help you. That's evil. Uh, there's good and there's evil. More than ever, we need God's people to stay on the old road. Say, well, well, we need to come to a solution in our country. No, what's trying to be done? They're trying to change our country. Make it different. You know what made America great? It's not a new, it's not a new way. It's, 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 America's the most unique country to ever be on the face of God's planet. It's been blessed by God. But the further we get away from the way we were founded, the, the further we get away from the things that have made us great. The same is true in the spiritual realm. The same is true in our, in, in our churches. The further we get away from that Bible, the further we get away from the truth, the further we get away from that which makes us, boy, it's a necessary road. Preaching is going to stay the central theme. Uh, we're, we're not relaxing in our effort to reach the world with the gospel. Well, this world, our, our city, our, I mentioned earlier, our city's, our city's changing. It's growing. It's becoming more and more liberal. If you're not paying attention to it, our city is becoming more and more liberal. You say, why, why are you talking about Republican and Democrat? No, I'm talking about anti-scriptural positions that don't help anybody. The solution is still the same. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. If God's people. Well, I want your, I want your children. Say, so my children are grown. I want your grandchildren. Say, so well, they're, they're, they're grown. Well, your great-great-grandchildren, however it applies to you tonight. There's another generation that comes up that needs to know that God still does miracles. Still does miracles. You know, God hadn't saved his last sinner. He still wants to save sinners. He can still do a miracle in your life. But you've got to look to him. You've got to turn to him. We in our country, we've got to stop turning to politicians and turn back to God and say, God, would you heal our land? But yet, as I preached this morning, we have got to do what is necessary on our part to get God's attention so that he will heal our land. Let's, let's, what's the road ahead for the Emmanuel Baptist Church? I'll just summarize it like this. More of the same. More of the same. And I know some of you are thinking, well, why didn't you just say that at the beginning and then pray we could go home? Uh, don't, don't ask questions like that. Uh, uh, the old paths. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm not ashamed to be in... Old time, independent, 
I have no problem saying fundamental Baptist. I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of it. It's what my forefathers were. Bible believers. Let's stay on that road. I'm convinced of this, and I'll be very pastoral and personal with you. If you as a Christian, you fall by the wayside this year, you're going to get in somebody's way of going to heaven. Somebody's not going to hear the gospel that could hear the gospel. It's a big responsibility we have to stay on that old path. That old road's a good way. It's a good way. Hey, to the young people, the teenagers, the children, it's a good way. It's a proven way. It's the Bible way. Let's stay on that old path. Father.